the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-hosts, Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. They're a great tanning place. you got to check them out. Uh, today's trivia theme is completely random questions. And uh, Nam, uh, give us uh, your 2020 hindsight predictions of what happened in the last year because this is our last show 2019 a recap well before he he gets (laughs) going just you know for those of you listening out here you're you know most of the radio shows uh this weekend will be canned uh and and many of them will be repeats you know like best ofs etc uh but you know we're now we're not doing this live but we did record this for for today's show for the 28th Mm -hmm. and so uh uh and and so we uh if all goes well i'll be getting a massage right (laughs) (laughs) I'll have uh, some tender hands, magic fingers fingers doing their work on me uh, (laughs) at at this time slot on Saturday, the 28th. So we're not in the radio station doing this live. And uh, but it is a show for the 28th and it is the last show of the year. And uh, Interestingly enough, we've been talking a lot lately about how long we've been doing this show. We started the show in August of 2010, so you know, nine and a half years. We're go- so we're going into our tenth year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, we're in our we're, we're, yeah, we're in our we're tenth, in our year. tenth year. We're yeah. in our tenth year now of doing the best of investing, and we love doing year-end shows, uh, particularly because we like to uh, abuse those who <laughs> make predictions about what they think is going to happen <laughs> in the economy, and in interest rates, and in the stock market market and housing. Uh, it's just very interesting. And last week's show, we did uh, we did kind of like the top 10 um, predictions for, for 2020. We might want to go back and revisit a few of those because we didn't get a chance to talk about all of those. Some of them were pretty good. But, uh, you know, what else? Uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about, you know, how good a year it's been. Uh, at Pacific Private Money, and I, you know, I think our company in many ways could, you know, is a bellwether uh, because we are um, we're in the alternative lending space and the alternative investing space because uh, we serve two clients. We have borrower clients, and then we have our investor clients who provide their capital to us from which we make loans, and for that they get a great return on their money. Right now, about seven and three quarters percent uh, is the annualized return for 2019, and that looks pretty good going ahead for 2020. But our company has grown. In fact, we've grown every single year that we've been in existence. So since 2008, right. uh, every year, our year-over-year growth tends to be 
in double digits, uh, anywhere from you know fifteen to to twenty percent has yeah, been a pretty I, I typical growth how, rate. How uh, much deal volume loans uh, would did you do in two thousand nineteen? Roughly. Well, you need to restate the question: volume or units? Volume, like how many millions of dollars? So we were we just tapped up against about one hundred and fifty million. Uh, which for it was a good benchmark for us. That's right. up from 125 the year before, up from 100 the year before that, up in the like high 80s the year before that. So, so we've grown in uh, volume, we've grown in loan servicing, we've grown our fund, and I think it reflects in general the trend uh, mm-hmm. among the alternative real estate finance industry uh, over the last several years that those companies that invest in marketing. And advertising, and we do. You know, we we invest in this radio station. We invest uh, elsewhere. We do. Uh, I think we spent about two hundred fifty thousand dollars this year for. And for a company our size, that's pretty good marketing budget. And that's just purely. That doesn't include salaries. That's just right. purely. You know, going to events and sponsoring and direct mail and radio and all of the things we do. So those companies that are willing to invest for market share, like uh, we do at Pacific Private Money. Um, the industry has rewarded uh, those companies with growth. And in fact, this past year, we've seen a couple of companies in our space uh, sell out right. to Wall yeah. Street firms yeah. at yeah. very at surprisingly high multipliers, too, mm-hmm. which gets us excited about, uh, you know, what, what does that you know, what does that mean for, you know, the value of our company, which uh, the three of us are pretty excited about. And, and there may be some news in the future regarding um, that because our goal is to grow um, 5x over the yep. next three to five years. And uh, we believe that's uh, very achievable uh, based on uh, our affiliations, associations and the, uh, you know, our plans to open up branch offices uh, uh, in, in, in here in California. Yeah. And also in, you know, all of the events we go to, you know, no single event is any gives you an indicator of what's what's going to happen. But you go to enough of these events over the course of a year, and you see common themes, and you listen to the various panels and experts talk. And, and the most interesting one was uh, last month when we went to the uh, IMN conference that talked about non qualified mortgage lending mm-hmm. space and how that's in its infancy still. In many ways, well, how did it define that for the audience? Non-qualified or yeah. non-QM, Alt A. It's essentially the space between conventional lenders and private money lenders like us. They're people who uh, borrowers, in particular, who can't can't get bank financing, but are overqualified for our loans. I guess in a nutshell. It used to be called subprime, and yeah. no one wants to use that term anymore, and it does have kind of a negative connotation. Interestingly enough, I posed the question at that IMN conference that was a non-QM conference. It was, hasn't anybody come up with a better name <laughs> yeah. for, for that type of right. loan than, you know, they don't want to use subprime or non-prime, because it's a negative connotation. It's, yeah. it's not really Alt-A, it's not really a non-QM. People don't know what a qualified mortgage is. Right. In fact, most realtors don't know what a qualified mortgage is. How about QM just a yeah. really, really, really close bank loan? Yeah, well, it's, it's almost bank financing, yeah. but not quite because you're self-employed. Yeah, and I didn't <laughs> want to say um, you know, subprime because of the connotations. Sure. But yeah. you know, one of the things that we learned was they did stress testing over the last four or five years mm-hmm. for those lo- types of loans that were you know, non-QM. The next best thing to right. bank financing, but not bank financing. And they financing. performed extremely, extremely well. Yes. These are right. worth it. So. Guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial uh, break. First trivia question is, what English legal document was signed in the year 1215? All right. 
Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Uh, and then want to make a mention, one of our newer sponsors here, uh, the iconic Pacifica Lighthouse Hotel in Rockaway Beach. It's one of the most beautiful neighborhoods in Pacifica. Uh, let the sound of the surf lull you to sleep in one of our more comfortable beds with fresh linens, fresh, excuse me, white linens. Oh, that or, helps. Or, yeah. <laughs> or relax in our outdoor hot tub. Uh, proximity to San Francisco uh, International Airport. And it makes it a perfect spot to wind down after the holidays without all the hustle and bustle of a big city. Check them out at PacificaLighthouse.com. That's PacificaLighthouse.com. Stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question, a little bit of history here. What English legal document was signed in the year 1215? Is that the Magna Carta? It is, the Magna Carta. <laughs> the Holy Magna Carta. I, I thought you said you didn't like history. I didn't like history, and I hated studying the Magna Carta. It was just like that and, and uh, Charlemagne. And Charlemagne, the, 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 he was uh, before that. He was, was like he before that? Yeah, yeah. That, I, just, those are just, I just remember some random names from, from history. The Magna Carta, <laughs> Charlemagne, and about the other than that, I don't, don't ask good. me dates, though. Okay. Well, no, we got it, though. Twelve fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which, so, which, no. If I remember correctly, did that pretty much gave uh, uh, like legal ownership of property other than the king? You're asking it, the wrong person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was during the time of Robin Hood. Was that's, yeah, that's... Uh, Robin Hood was a real king? person? He was a real person, yeah. I thought it was just in the movies. I thought it was just a cartoon of a big fox in the... No, real person. Okay. So, yeah, in the last segment, we were talking about sort of the year in review, and mm-hmm. um, I'd mentioned that we'd gone to a lot of conferences, and, and the last one we went to was interesting in that, uh, you know, they talked to, about a certain aspect of the private lending space, non-QM, which is growing a lot. And overall, you know, we're bullish on 2020 and beyond just because, you know, we're seeing uh, a lot of growth opportunities in private lending. Well, and they said, you know, interestingly enough, uh, uh, you know, talking about this, what used to be called subprime or non-prime, now it's called non-QM, which again I think is a horrible name. They got to come up with a better name for that. That type of financing that's not quite bank financing, and it's really designed for people who can't check off all the boxes and get conventional financing. Uh, those would include, in fact, they said fifty percent of non-qualified mortgages go to self-employed right. people. It's really yeah. for the self-employed. It's designed for them. And then the other 50% is just probably people with challenged credit or they recently moved uh, jobs. And, and do you and, think the reason is because from the bank's perspective, if you're self-employed, you'd never know what your paycheck is going to be, so to, so to speak, paycheck from one day to the other. And also most self-employed people, because everyone wants to pay the lowest amount of taxes, they just throw as much right. expenses in yeah. possible. Dodd-Frank was really designed to institutionalize bank financing and they they created what they called uh, a safe harbor for banks and conventional lenders to create mortgages that they couldn't be sued for making them by the borrower if they checked off all of these boxes. And so Dodd-Frank and its infinite wisdom and the regulators that basically passed the rules governing what a qualified mortgage looks like really sided with uh, that borrower that has reliable 
monthly income, and that's W-2 income. That's the most reliable income, in their opinion, is those people who have a, a paying job, whether it's hourly or salaried. And so, so that, that inc- plus your FICO score, plus the amount of money you hold in reserves, plus how long you've held those reserves, that's called seasoning. So, so basically, the, the bank, from the bank's perspective, the first thing they do is think, are we, can we get sued for doing this loan? Right. That's exactly right. And when you're self-employed, and here's the other thing that happens when you're self-employed. A lot of people who are self-employed, will they'll tell us, well, I make more money than that. Yeah. I just don't report all of it, which, of course, is illegal. Yeah. But it's funny how people will volunteer that. Or they'll say the other thing is, well, I write off everything, you know, including their baby's diapers. And, you know, I yeah. mean, they literally will write off expenses that are not legitimate business expenses. In fact, people with uh, LLCs and S corporations, that's very, very typical. I talk to people all the time and they say, oh yeah, I make sure that I minimize my taxes. So you can't have it both ways in the United States anymore. Thanks to Dodd-Frank, you can't be self-employed, have your own company, write off everything, show very little income, but claim, well, but I, but I really make a lot more. I just don't (laughs) report it on my taxes. So it doesn't work. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. So you, either you, you, you accept that you live in a country where you can be an entrepreneur, you can have your own business, you can be a, be and, and be a business for yourself. For right. And, <laughs> and if you want to write everything off and claim no income and pay lower taxes, great. You're just going to have to pay higher interest rates for your mortgage. That's the trade off. Deal with it. That's it's fair. It's it's uh, hey, you live in America. That's what that's <laughs> yeah. what happens. Edward, you've got a smirk on your face. <laughs> no, no, no. Mark, Mark scared me with that. He said it very, very strongly. <laughs> but the other thing that was interesting about the, the, you know, this area of financing, the non-qualified mortgages, they said over the last like three or four years since this product has really existed and been refined, it's doubled in volume year over year. And they expect it to continue in volume. So to double in volume for the for the several uh, next several years. And so here at Pacific Private Money, we're, we're looking at uh, bringing non-QM products in addition to our private uh, and hard money products, uh, uh, and tr- including our transitional bridge loan products. We're looking to expand going into 2020, our, our, our loan um, our loan types and, and the, uh, the people we can serve with that. So again, it's, it's, it's just exciting. And it's uh, now not everybody in our space is thriving. And it's really the, you know, we talked last segment about how those who invest in marketing and advertising and promotion uh, are seeing growth uh, in this space. There's a lot of companies we bump into that they're not, they're just, they're not, they've been relying on their old network of right. referrals, their referral partners, and they're not, and some of these folks are getting into trouble and, and, or, and they're seeing their volume go down. And in fact, they're, uh, they're ripe for picking. Uh, a lot of them are going to be absorbed by companies like ours. So there'll be some uh, consolidation in the industry uh, that doesn't necessarily pretend trouble. That just means there's you know, uh, opportunities for companies who are serious about scaling to maybe absorb uh, some of the other smaller originators. Yeah, sounds like a hostile takeover to me. We're going to make you an offer you can't <laughs> refuse. <laughs> Anyway, it just people you know, laugh, Mr. Brown. <laughs> stepping back a little bit, though, um, you know, I, I think 2020 is going to be a very interesting year in that I think it's going to surprise people that uh, it's going to be a better year 
than I think the media is willing to predict. Is that because right. you're re- ready to say four more years, four more years? Well, you know, I'm going to be ambivalent about that. He's not my favorite politician, but, no, I'm not I, but I am a Republican or conservative yeah, yeah, yeah. by nature. It's just that, you just know, that he's going to win anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's between, you know, if it's between Bernie and Donald, it's going to be hard not to uh, go the Donald route. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with the impeachment either. Right. I mean, and, you know, it's just uh, it's interesting, you know, you to read the press every day, you'd think he's already been, you know, removed from office. Yeah. It's just the people. Then, then he gets to understand. come back and go for another eight years. OK, <laughs> here's our second trivia question. Which U.S. state is n- nicknamed Land of 10,000 Lakes? OK, call yeah. 888-912-1190. First caller with the quick answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over a hundred dollars. Want to make a quick mention here also for another uh, new uh, sponsor here, the Elk Cove Inn on the Mendocino Coast. So if you're looking for an ultimate stress buster, consider a getaway at the Elk Cove Inn, a boutique bed and breakfast set on a cliff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Recommended by Sunset Magazine, the Elk Cove Inn is on the Mendocino Coast, offers spectacular ocean views. Check them out at elkcovein.com stay with us the best of investing we're going to be right back you're listening to the best of investing with your host edward brown for more information visit bestofinvesting.com that's bestofinvesting.com more in a moment on am 1220 kdow you're listening to the best of investing on am 1220 kdow once again your host edward brown Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hanf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Indeed. Second trivia question was, which U.S. state is nicknamed Land of 10,000 Lakes? Is it Michigan? Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I know. I know it's one of the M states. One of the, one of the M states, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nam, you've got something about the recession possibility, probability. Yeah. So we're Taking on, bets? talking about uh, <laughs> past predictions, future predictions, and uh, this article is from Housing Wire. Hmm. Um, it says, recession probability is dropping, BuildFax says. So BuildFax is a housing uh, data and analytics company. And the subheading says, likelihood of recession peaked in September at 50%. Wow. And what they do is they track different um, metrics to determine whether or not there's a recession. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, they said they've been, uh, we first started tracking the probability of a recession in November 2018. So that's not that far back that they were, what? they've been tracking it. But oh, okay. they look at key housing indicators that you can look back over years and years. And one of them being house, uh, single family housing authorizations. Hmm. And uh, they said that um, it's notable because their research shows that single family housing authorizations alone were one of the most predictive factors in historical recessions between ni- 1961 and 2008. So they go on to say that uh, Build Facts stated that maintenance spending was also one of the uh, indicators and that it's on the rise and single family housing authorizations hit new highs in this past November. So that to them leads to it, also it increased by 11, 1.1% excuse me, 1.16% month over month um, and year over year at 7%. So essentially what they're saying is these housing authorizations, this increase shows a strong correlation to, you know, economic strength. And because of that, and they look back into historical numbers, because of that, they expect that uh, there won't be a recession in 2020. Well, and, and that coincides with uh, an, a recent article that says the National Association of Home Builders monthly confidence index increased five points to 76 in December. Um, it's the highest the index has been since June of 1999. 
So wow. this is the confidence index uh, among home builders, the highest since 1999. So, you know, we're interested at Pacific Private Money in home builder confidence because we're launching a ground up construction uh, focused fund because uh, we believe ground up construction is an underserved marketplace, particularly in California. And, and so we're looking to take advantage and, and leverage that. But uh, but I would uh, I agree with Nam. I you know, we're seeing um and this is a turnaround, I would say. You know, you mentioned that uh, it was they had a, their index on this um, uh, this this particular comp- uh, organization you mentioned that at fifty percent in September. Um, you know, there were things happening in the summer that would have led a number of people to believe that you know the recession headwinds were coming. You had right. the inverted yield curve. Yep. You didn't know which what direction the Fed was going to go with rates. Trade uh, war. Stock market uh, took a little bit of a dip there and scared a few people. Trade war. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff now is, uh, you know, the, the yield curve has uh, come back again. And, and now there are uh, people who are smarter than me are, are saying that maybe that yield curve inversion this time finally will not uh, be uh, an actual indicator of an impending recession. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Nobody's smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're right. I mean, a lot of the, so at a point in time, this point in time, there's so much press uh, that, we, you know, I can, I printed out a bunch of articles this week and another one is economic forecast, 2021, uh, moderate and then improving growth. So they're saying that, uh, that the forecast is there's going to be an upswing in growth. And then another Housing Wire article, housing in the middle of an inventory crisis, here's why. So, so many so many of the headlines we're seeing at this moment are all pointing to just strength um, in housing and the economy. So I feel like uh, going into 2020 or ending 2019, um, seems like we're, we're entering 2020 on a good note. I mean, we're certainly seeing it here with um, you know typical December, we have a lot of last-minute new loans coming in that need to close by the end of the year, and so you know our team is not taking any breaks, even though it's uh, kind of weird that Christmas is in the middle of the week and New Year's is. Um, outside of those days, I think we're pretty much, you know, operating and open for business and trying to get these deals closed. Absolutely. Um, real quick article here while we're uh, still about halfway uh, through our segment here. If you believe that, uh, well, I know the media loves median home prices. As, uh, and, and the reason they love median home prices is because median home, home prices is a, is a uh, statistic that comes out pretty quickly uh, as opposed to going back and looking at what you know, price per square foot homes sold for uh, in the recent past, which is what the Case-Shiller Index follows. But they're usually always about a 60-day index, 60 days uh, behind, um, and wh- whereas the median home prices uh, are, are always readily available. Uh, and according to this article, L.A. is the hottest housing market in California based on the fact that uh, L.A.'s median price was uh, up 7.5% from a year earlier. It's now at $550,000. So interestingly enough, it says, uh, what does it say about uh, uh, San Francisco? So the median price of a single-family home in L.A. Metro was $550,000, up 7.5% from a year earlier. Uh, and sales were up 3.5%, uh, as opposed to Northern California, San Francisco Bay Area, Median price in the SF Bay Area was nine twenty five, up two percent, and that surprises me a little bit. Uh, but sales fell five percent, according to a report issued Wednesday. So if sales fell five percent, I assume that's unit uh, volume is down. Um, so inter- 
interesting market. You know, I don't have uh, my Case Shiller index handy with me, but I've been watching it for the last several months. And you know, essentially, the San Francisco Bay Area is flat and or slightly down year over year in terms of price per square foot that the average home is selling for, which. I think it's healthy for the San Francisco Bay Area and, again, does not mean that we have an imminent uh, real estate recession on the horizon. It just means that uh, things are kind of calming down a bit. All right. We're going to cut to another commercial break. When we come back, I, I want to get uh, you guys to tell me and, and the audience the year end for Pacific Private Money Fund, how well it did. OK. And a deal of the week. Here uh, the next trivia question is, what is the name of the dragon in The Hobbit? They never really knew The Hobbit, so this one I, yeah. don't know, I didn't know the answer to. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win the tanning certificate. What is the name of the dragon in The Hobbit? Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time, to, or actually one more time, uh, Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. What is the name of the dragon in The Hobbit? Frank. <laughs> Frank the Dragon. <laughs> no, Smog. S M A U G. Smog. S M Smog. That's right. Now I do, I do recall that name, although I wasn't a fan of the Hobbit. I, I, I wasn't either. Or books. All right. Um, Star Wars. So, or books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read books. <laughs> I was a Lone Ranger guy myself. Um, okay, so that's going way back. So let's see here. Uh, end of the year. We've been talking all year about how the Pacific Private Money Fund was expected to yield around 7.5%, but I believe you exceeded that expectation. We did. Uh, we're going to end the year about seven and three quarters uh, on the distributed yield and just under 8% on the compounded yield. And so that was a little bit of a surprise, uh, a, um, uh, a good surprise. Uh, that is um, as opposed to many other California uh, mortgage pool funds, which saw their yields uh, dip fairly dramatically. Um, and the reason for that is, is that it's been highly competitive in the uh, alternative real estate lending market space in California. And a lot of other lenders that aren't as good as we are <laughs> responded to that competition by just lowering their prices and then lowering their prices and then lowering their prices some more, uh. which I know is good for borrowers. Yeah. But you know, at, at Pacific private money, we have a little bit different business model. First of all, I prefer, or I subscribe to a, you know, an entrepreneurial theory that you do not participate in the commoditization of your own industry. It's just bad for business. You have to make a profit. And if, uh, 
Um, you know, and, and if some of these other funds were okay with paying their investors six percent, and those investors were okay with six percent, that's fine. God bless them. Yeah. But uh, our investors expect a little bit more. Uh, many of our investors are seasoned note investors that have transitioned over to uh, our mortgage fund because they've realized that uh, the difference between uh, an individual note and uh, our mortgage pool fund is not that much. Uh, uh, particularly given that uh, oftentimes when you invest in individual notes, you end up in cash uh, during, you know, 30, you know, maybe 30, 45 days out of the year because you get paid off on these loans. A lot of these, you know, a lot of uh, private party loans are uh, short term in nature. People don't want to be paying, you know, eight to nine percent on their money when uh, they have uh, other options. And so our loans tend to be short term. They tend to turn over quickly. And so that combination of quick turns, fee sharing and higher rates and just not, uh, you know, saying no when someone calls us to try to, you know, beat a competitive quote. That's just not what we do. We're all about service, certainty of closure, reliability and dependability. And so those are our deliverables. And uh, we think we should be, you know, paid for that uh, and because you're going to make money on the deal you're doing. Nothing grates me more than having a borrower call and try to convince us how they're going to make a million dollars profit. But then they grind us on our rates and fees. It's like, wait a minute. Right. There's something wrong with this story here. So I'm not a, I'm not a fan of people who like other people to work for them for free. We don't work for free. Um, we provide a good return to our investors. We provide great service uh, to our borrower clients. We love our referral partners, the mortgage brokers and realtors out there uh, whose clients we help and make them look like heroes. It's a symbiotic relationship. It works great. And we're not going to change our business model. You know, long story short, many, many years ago, uh, we quoted a loan um, at our old company company with a borrower. This guy was going to make millions, literally millions. Um, and when we quoted him, he practically reached over and, and tried to choke me because it was the interest rate was going to be too high. And I, I stopped him <laughs> from choking me. And I said, OK, I'll tell you what, let's change it. I said, let me have the deal and I'll be glad to pay you what I'm offering, what I'm asking you to pay. And he goes, mm, or just ask good. for a participation on the back end. You say, OK, well, we'll charge you no points. Yeah. And but we'll take five uh, percent of the sale price on the back end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah or a huge <laughs> well, exit fee. What yeah. was the rate you were going to charge him? Well, back then, the interest <laughs> rates were high. So 15 percent. <laughs> you told me that story before. I remember that when the 15 percent. <laughs> no, stop. I'm not going to charge you. <laughs> hey, guys, this actually came into um, uh, an email that kind of. Sort of, this could be the same guy who called in last week yeah. for or sent an email. It says, "How long will yield compression exist in California?" But this was this was the same guy who asked last week um, about compression yield, and you corrected him and said it's actually called yield compression. So, how long will yield compression exist in California? It'll end like July eighteenth, twenty twenty, somewhere around there. <laughs> That's soothsayer nom. In case you want to bet on the ponies, well, yeah. yield. Compression is a fancy name for rates and fees going down. Um, And yield compression is a factor of supply and demand. So backing up a bit, private money rates do not correlate with the prime rate, which is a short-term rate, nor do they necessarily correlate with long-term rates, mortgage rates, which are mortgage rates are generally based on uh, the 10-year bond rates. Private money rates 
behave and react to supply and demand. And right now in California, there is an abundant supply of capital coming from New York and Chicago uh, and Florida and other places where there's a lot of wealth because they're looking at the stability of California real estate. They're looking for the demand for uh, alternative forms of capital in California. Uh, you've got a lot of people who don't qualify for bank financing. We've got transitional bridge products like what we have here at uh, Pacific Private Money. And because of all of that, oh, and the vibrant fix and flip industry, too. You add all that up and you've got millions and millions and millions of dollars of capital that has been seeking yield coming into California, looking to take advantage of our strong real estate market, our strong jobs market, our strong tech industry, and uh, earn um, higher yields than they can get uh, and obtain easily elsewhere. Also, because of California real estate prices are as high as they are, the average loan sizes are much higher. So you can get higher yields in private capital by going in investing in Texas and Arizona and other states. But guess what? You can't get the volume because the average loan size is there, fifty dollars to $100,000, where here at, you know, at, at Pacific, our average loan size is a million. So it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a supply and demand function. And trying to predict when the supply will wane, that's, that's a tough one. I don't right. know that I have an answer for that or a good prediction. I just uh, It could surprise us. It could, could continue for years. Yeah. We, you know, also, there's a lot of foreign money coming into the U.S. in general, yeah. uh, just because in, uh, in other countries, in Japan, I think some of the rates, there's negative interest yeah. rates in, in yeah. a lot of uh, parts of the world. So yeah. a lot of foreign capital coming in. So it, that has to be factored into when we, the yield compression. We've got to figure out a way to capitalize on that. Borrow in Japan at negative 1% and invest here with right. Pacific Private Money and send the money back when you're ready. Yeah. I like it. Well, we're open to foreign capital. We just know that it, it's hard for folks to get it over here in, yep. in yeah. oftentimes. And, uh, um, but uh, anyway, for more information, we haven't uh, given you our, our contact information. Do go to our website. We're, we're constantly adding more information to our website, adding more videos, more audio, uh, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Uh, we've got new videos on our transitional bridge loan product. Uh, we're doing a lot of uh, advertising right now, direct mail and Facebook and uh, other Google SEM to, to get more people uh, uh, interested and in, in and uh, learning about our transitional bridge product that helps people buy before they sell. So if you're a realtor or mortgage broker out there, you really need to know about our products. It can help you help more clients. So again, PacificPrivateMoney.com or call us. We're in the 415 at 415-883-2150. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have some closing comments and a deal of the week. Stay yes, with sir. us. The best of investing. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Nam, give us a deal of the week. So this is a deal of the week. This gentleman, um, his home was worth uh, three seventy-five. That's the home that uh, he's getting a loan on. We loaned him three hundred and ninety-five thousand. So Holy 20, smokes! Twenty thousand more than the home 
as so more than 100 percent loan to value yeah okay there's got to be a good reason for it well people always say you know what's our cap we typically will say six uh, 70 percent and in fact i think our fund right now weighted average is about 58.9 59 percent so this is a a classic uh cross collateralized loan where bridge loan where somebody needed the funds uh in this case this gentleman is a contractor by trade and he found a home that he wanted to move into Current home is worth about 600000 in Santa Rosa. He's buying one in Sacramento. He's going to be moving to it. So he owned his uh, current home free and clear. Free and clear, 600000 Yeah. Gotcha. And so he didn't. And so he wanted to, um, he hadn't sold it yet, uh, wanted to buy the target property, didn't go to a bank because of speed again. Okay. And so he came to us. And actually, I think this is a, also a repeat borrower, came to us and said, hey, I need the uh, not only the funds to purchase this, but I'd like a little extra so I can do some repairs. I'll do sure. the repairs myself because I'm a contractor. contractor. Yeah. So great we loan. provided the loan. Um, and, you know, you're saying great loan, although it's over 100% financing, but the combined loan to value on 35%? this is 41. 41, okay. 41%. Um, he's going to, you know, move, um, purchase it. He's going to use the proceeds to do some rehab work on the property. And that's the great thing about the bridge loans is it gives you so much flexibility of time and alleviates so much pressure from having to move immediately into the home that you're buying or or rent temporarily. So what he's doing is he gets the home. Now he has the time to do the work himself to make the upgrades and then do the same thing once he'll move into it. And then he'll be able to do the same thing on the house that he's um, that he's moving Maybe, out of. Yeah. He'll be able to do some rehab work, freshen it up, and also, and then you know list it turnkey. You know, it's interesting, especially if uh, I don't know if this guy is married, but if he's he married, okay, married. Um, a lot of wives, just in general, they don't really want to live through the remodeling as it's going on. Absolutely. So, so yeah. here they get to live in the current house, don't do anything, remodel the new one. You know, that he's moving into, then they move into it, and then change the old one. That's yep. perfect. So, um, so this is another just typical, you know, the loans that are bread and butter loans. Bridge loans are so, uh, are a loan that we do every month, every week. And these, this is the exact reason why loans like these make sense. And for boomers and move up borrowers as well, it's the convenience of having to really only move once to be able to work on your own time frame, to be able to, you know, take the time to repair your home or freshen it up before you list it. And so this gentleman, I imagine he'll probably list his, his departing residence sometime in the spring. Yeah. Right after he sent some, had some work. Mark, any last uh, words before we cut out for today? For the year. For the year. Right? Yeah. For the year. Mark, cut out year. for the year. No, 2020 is going to be a great year, uh, I think, for... Um, for the country, for uh, well, we've got uh, we won't get into politics, but we know uh, it's going to be an interesting election year. Uh, I think we're going to see GDP GDP growth. That's going to that's going to surprise. I think uh, the pundits uh, interest rates are stable. I just think it's going to be uh, a good year for real estate investing, uh, for mortgage uh, debt investing that we do at Pacific Private Money. And again, uh, you know, please uh, check out our website for news and information. We're shooting new videos. We're always constantly uploading them. So uh, go to our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com and uh, stay informed. Yeah, about, stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, it's going to be a very, uh, very exciting year. All right, guys, we're going to cut out for the day and the year here. Thoughts for the day. The desire to succeed means nothing without the will to prepare. 
Good mm. advice. Yep. And heaven on earth is a choice you must make, not a place you must find. Hmm. Two good ones. Two good ones to end the year. All right, audience. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.